Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Now on for today's show, how are we going to reduce our anxiety, and get some better sleep. One of the things that comes up around sleep is people get very anxious when they don't get their, quote, usual amount of sleep. And um, not only does it feel frustrating when you are tossing and turning at night or laying there staring into the dark, but the next day you carry it with you still and you consider that, oh my goodness, I didn't get enough sleep. And of course, that's just another way of us feeding our anxiety. So let's take a closer look at it and see what is actually going on and how bad is it if you don't get a full night's sleep. One of the things that people worry about is they are concerned that their lack of sleep will cause them to go crazy because I understand that because it's kind of how it feels. It feels so uncomfortable to be laying there and you're feeding the anxiety because you're concerned about not getting enough sleep, checking the clock, counting back how many hours um, you've been awake or how many hours you have left to sleep. And it really feeds the lizard brain of danger, of trying to keep you safe. And it's thinking, and you begin to feel all of these stress hormones raging at night, and you have a sense that, that you're, you're really losing it. You're going to go crazy. But I assure you that you're not going to go crazy. Lack of sleep will not cause you to go crazy. The worry and the fear, the fear that we feel around our sleep produces those stress hormones and it stimulates our alertness because basically that primal brain, that amygdala is about keeping you safe. And so if you are worried and fearful, of course, the amygdala gets you stimulated. It's again, those stress hormones are out, you're stimulated, and you're becoming more and more alert. So we want to stay away from that if we can, away from the worry and the fear about not getting enough sleep. You know, lack of sleep does cause stress on our body. Obviously, if our stress hormones are being stimulated, This is a stress on our body, but we don't need to worry about it. Our body is amazing. It's extremely resilient, and it knows how to handle things like this. We can't control the fact that we woke up, we were in a fear mode, and so now we're flooded with hormones, we're alert. But what we can do is at that moment of awareness, we can no longer add fuel to that fire. The fire's already started, but we don't need to add anything more to it. And we can remember that while this is a little stress on our body and those stress hormones are now raging and we're awake, that we don't need to add more to it. Like I said, the body is very resilient 
And it can handle things like this of us having a rough night of sleep. And actually, some people can thrive with very little sleep. And we don't often know how much sleep we need until we are in a situation where we found, wow, I didn't get much sleep last night, but I I still was okay today. So like I said earlier, trust your body, let it, let it rebound, let it take care of things and don't worry so much about it. Don't add fuel to the fire. That cycle that we get into of anxiety, preventing us from sleeping. And so the sleeplessness is increasing the anxiety and the anxiety again is preventing sleep. So these are the kind of cycles, just like the fear, adrenaline fear cycle. These are cycles that we can break. We can actually interrupt them. And we can do that by changing some things up in our life, in our waking time, so that we can be setting ourselves up for not being stressed out or fearful when we're going to bed or worrying once we are awake at night, if we have been awakened. Some of the things you want to remember is that the best sleep, you have heard me say this in many podcasts when we talk about things we can do to get good rest, is the best sleep is before midnight. So that's why I always suggest going to bed by 10 p.m. Because from 10 p.m. till midnight is almost like getting four hours of sleep instead of two. So if you can, and most people who wake up with stress and anxiety, worry and fear are doing it later on in the sleep cycle. It's more of the early morning hours. So I would say if you can get to bed by 10 and you wake up anytime after midnight, one or two, you've done fine. Just give yourself a break. Don't add any fuel to the fire and just know, hey, I got some early sleep and I can just relax now. I don't have to lay here fretting about it. My body and my mind will be fine. My body will be fine tomorrow and my mind will not go crazy. You know, if you're laying there sleeping, one of the things I teach when I'm teaching people to meditate is that a perfect time to do your practice, an additional practice to your daily meditation is to lay there in the dark. You're certainly not going to be disturbed by anyone. So we can't use that as an excuse but you can lay there and do your meditation, whatever you are doing at the time. If you're, if you're into watching your breath, if that's where you're at in your meditation practice, just do that. If you're doing a body scan, do the body scan, really go deep into it. It worst case scenario, if you don't fall back to sleep, you were laying there meditating and that has its own juicy benefits. So you want to just know, wow, I maybe didn't sleep, but I certainly got a lot of meditation practice in and that alone will be relaxing the body and giving you rest, a different kind of rest, but it's certainly very restful and you will be no worse for the wear in the morning. We want to make sure that we're not jumping into bed after a a number of things. We don't want to be 
having had exercise close to bedtime. You don't want to be riled up having had just watched a television program that might have been stimulating or um, making your mind think or try to figure things out. So really give yourself a chunk of time before bed, even I would say at least an hour where you are actually relaxing. Maybe you're doing whatever it is you like to do to relax. You can even be doing your meditation prior to bedtime. It's a beautiful way to bring things down a few notches. And even if your meditation at the time is not totally relaxing, because I know meditation can bring things up, but it is still a way that we are with our mind in a conscious way. And we're not overstimulating our mind with things such as television or exercise. We want to be careful of what we're doing the few hours prior to bedtime. So that means no stimulating television, like I said. We'll talk more about that as we get into the tips below here. But um, definitely don't want to be watching scary movies or television programs. You want to be careful of all of the screens because of the blue light that it emits. Now, there are a lot of things. Obviously, we have talked about using F.Luck. And that is very helpful for using on your computer. I don't know if it works on phones. It's f.lux, f.lux. And you can install that on your computer. Actually, I even think Windows now has, Windows 10 anyway, has its own way of turning the blue lights more orange if you set the time that your uh, time zone that you're in, it'll just do it with sunset. So check into that because unless you're doing design work and you really need to be totally right on with color, uh, otherwise you can just relax and enjoy a little bit warmer colors coming off of your screen. You get used to it after a while. When it first comes on, it's like, whoa, <laughs> that looks kind of orangey, but you get used to it. And it's really much better for your being able to fall asleep at night, to not be so stimulated by those blue lights. The other thing you could do is to be wearing those glasses. They're orange or yellow. And um, that is another way you could go about it. If you wanted to be using screens in the evening and you're having trouble sleeping and you don't want to put the F.Lux on your computer. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Our melatonin production works very interestingly. It actually starts early in the day. The sooner you can get bright sunlight in the morning, it begin, that sets the clock for when X amount of hours later that your melatonin production will be, your melatonin will be released. And so the sooner that you can get bright sunlight in the morning and not have blue lights, which are considered bright in the evening, your melatonin production will be on track. And you, as the sun goes down, your melatonin will be released and you, in a number of hours, you'll really be kind of tired and ready for bed. So Again, either stop using television and computer late in the day, early in the evening, or use the F.Lux. You can also consider doing some more relaxing things by taking a bath. And you know, I loved to have people take a magnesium bath, which you could do with just Epsom salts, or you could do Epsom salts with lavender. I mean, you could get nice and really make this a nice routine for yourself, especially if you are having trouble falling asleep. Coming out of a warm bath, our body feels cool afterwards. It can feel, it feels, and cool. It's starting to cool down because we've warmed up in the bath. We get out and we feel the coolness of the air. And it is a cool room that really helps us sleep. So you want to make sure your bedroom is cool enough for you. And also, I always suggest keeping your feet out from under the covers. It can really help to keep just that little bit of coolness, but you also feel secure by having your covers on. Just get those feet out from under the covers. It really does help. And you want to relax the body. You can do the body scan. You could do a guided relaxation. A lot of people like to listen to different um, apps. And you could do all of that before sleep. A lot of people really do well to set their meditation time before bed. And I highly suggest this. If you are having trouble putting meditation into your daily routine and you're having trouble sleeping, I think adding at least a 10-minute meditation before bed would be perfect for you. So let's wind it up here with seven steps to actually get some better sleep. So again, we talked about it earlier. You want to be sure to get as much sleep as you can before midnight, at least two hours. So hop in bed and be relaxed by 10 p.m. Also want to mention the self-talk, especially what you are saying to yourself when you wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep or if you are having trouble falling asleep. 
Do not be hard on yourself. This is the place that we want to be kind to ourselves and use self-compassion. You know, it is the mind that creates this abyss that needs to be crossed, and it is the heart that is the vehicle to cross that. We need to drop into our heart and be kind and compassionate to ourselves so that we can relax Let the mind and body know things are okay. When you beat yourself up, that's a danger cue and you are fueling the fire of anxiety. So be kind, be compassionate. Number three, you don't want to have your screens on in your bed. I think if you can keep them out of your bedroom, that would be great. But especially do not use them in bed. Try to make that a new habit. I think it's important to also not be able to see the clock. First of all, the light from the clock is going to be disruptive. And secondly, knowing what time it is, is just anxiety producing. So if the light is the major problem, you can get a talking clock and it needs a button to be pushed and it will give an audible report of the time. But if you are having trouble sleeping because you know how many hours you are have been awake, just make sure there's no clock available to you. If you have your alarm set for getting up, that's all you need to know. That way you can relax in to whatever time you have left. Number five, you want to take a relaxation break. Just remember to be relaxed. Two different times I want to talk about here. You want to be relaxed before you go to bed at night. Like I said, take an hour or two before bedtime and start unwinding. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, use it as a relaxation time. Better to lay there and be in a relaxed state than to be all worked up and fueling the fire of anxiety. Number six, you want to be sure to avoid the blue light, which we have talked about with the computers and using F.Lux. And number seven, start sleep habits and preparation a few hours before bedtime. That's, again, we want to turn the screens off, not be watching exciting shows or listening to exciting podcasts. But just give yourself a break. It's a wonderful time to actually read a book and have that kind of, it makes you tired. I I know a lot of people have a favorite book that they use that is the one that puts them to sleep. So find a book to read, start some sleep habits, and prepare those few hours before bedtime. I hope you get a good night's sleep tonight. And you will if you start paying attention to the seven steps to better sleep. And now for today's quote. It is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. And that's from John Steinbeck. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.